Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another word-filled message by David Entry. Preaching is the means by which God manifests his word and nourishes our spirits. May the life of God enter into you and you as you listen to this message. Be blessed. Force of faith. Let's all say the force of faith. Say it one more time, please. For the last time. The force of faith. Um, I suppose we all know what Habakkuk chapter 2 verse um, 4 says. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4, it says that, Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. Let's all say the last bit together. But the just shall live by his faith. One more time, please. But the just shall live by his faith. For the last time, but the just shall live by his faith. So the just shall live by his faith. Okay. And then in the book of Romans, chapter 1, verse 14, sorry, verse 17, it continues to say, the just shall live by his faith. Romans chapter 1, verse 17, the just shall live by faith, by his faith. Galatians, uh, by faith, I'm sorry. Galatians, Galatians chapter 3, verse 11 says that the just shall live by faith. Say it again. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. And so to live your life as a, a, a God person, it requires faith. Faith is a necessity. You need faith. I'm going to explain a few things about faith, then I'll go on to that. So where is your faith? Now, if I ask you, where is your uh, pistol? Mm. Or AK-47? <laughs> uh, some guys came around and you saw them and they called. And, and I said, well, where is your AK-47? Now, if you don't have it, why would I say, well, if I say, where is your AK-47, then I should expect that you should have it. So I can't ask you where something that belongs to you is if you, I know you don't have it. So if I ask you that question, that, that presumes that you have it. Say, I've got faith. I'm going to show you in the scriptures whether you've got faith or not. All right, so um, the just shall live by faith. We also see Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38 that the just shall live by faith. So three things I want to establish before we move on, that it takes faith to live in God, mm. right? It takes faith to live in God. It takes, it takes faith to live the God life. It takes faith to, watch this, enjoy the goodness of God. Mm. I submit to you, brothers and sisters, that without faith, God can't help you. With God, all things are possible. Yes. His possibility finds expression in the lives of those who have faith. All right? So the possibility of God, his mighty acts, his wondrous acts, can find expression only in the lives of people who have faith. Right, so first of all, the just shall live by faith. Let's all say that together, please. The just shall live by faith. Can I hear the men say it, please? The just shall live by faith. Can I hear the ladies, please? The just shall live by faith. 
Hallelujah. And secondly, I want you to realize, as I said earlier on, if we talk about where is your faith, every Christian, every believer has got faith. Now, I'm going to explain something. So every believer has got, has got faith or has got a level of faith or, I prefer this word, a measure of faith. Every believer has got faith. Now, being a Christian and the faith we're talking about, we are not talking about when you are filling an application form, they said, what is your, what faith? A religious faith, okay, religious persuasion um, of the Christian faith. When we talk about faith here, we are not talking about, okay, because I'm a Muslim, I am a Hindu, I am a Pentecostal, or I am a Catholic, or whatever. That's that faith. No, that's not what we're talking about. I want to show you the realm of faith or the force of faith. Faith is a faith is a force. It's a supernatural divine force. So it's not just something that someone will say, um, uh, I belong to this persuasion. So or it's not a philosoph- philosophical persuasion. I'll go a bit into that. But the second point I want to make is every Christian, every believer has got faith. Let's all say that together. Uh, Pastor Prophet, why do you say every believer has got faith? Okay, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, it is so clear that you can't miss it. If, if you, can't, you can understand or you, anything that is intelligible or you can just read or if you can read. Let's read it together from the screen. Let's go. That not of yourself. It is the gift of God, all right. How are you saved? Through what? Okay. Now, I like that scripture so much. Titus 2.11. The, 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 the grace of God that brings what? The grace of God that does what? Brings salvation. No, that brings salvation. So it, salvation is an act of grace. So it's not your works. It's God at work. Grace is God at work. So salvation is an act of grace. And the Bible says that that grace that makes us saved, okay, that grace that brings salvation has appeared to all men. So then if you are not saved, it's not God's fault. Because it's available to all. The grace that makes us saved has appeared to all men. Say all men. All men. There are a lot of people who have issues about the message of grace. They said, and when they get up, they say grace, grace. So you can, because grace is available, you can do all kinds of things. People are sinning and they say, grace, grace, the grace, the grace. Because when you listen to the message of grace carefully, or not listen, but when you follow the message of grace very carefully, it's 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 it's, it's uh, sidesteps the act of men. Okay, so when you teach the message of grace, the message of, the message of grace is so strong, it makes it look like it doesn't matter what anybody does, that because your works don't matter. It's just grace, because grace doesn't need your work to function. So you don't have to do anything for grace to function. Once grace is there, it's just you are just enjoying that in spite of what you do. So it comes across like that, and actually, 
Paul, the greatest theologian of, our, of, of Christianity, the greatest theologian actually taught so much about grace, he had to explain that. So shall we continue to sin that grace? Because people are saying that, you are saying grace, grace, and people are sinning, and they are fornicating, and they are okay in church, and you are telling the grace to take care of it. See, there are some people can't teach. For instance, I'm, I'm going to say this because a lot of pastors of my kind of background and training, most of them believe that once you, if you are saved and you fall into sin, you go to hell. But I, I believe from scriptures, if you have saved, you are forever saved. Now, what saves you is your belief in Christ. Now, if you reject Christ, then that's a different story. But so you can lose your salvation to that extent. But then once you are saved, when I got born again, we were made to understand that if you lie and you don't repent and you, you maybe you, you join the train like some of you sometimes do when you come under pressure and you, you go on the train. Nowadays they are tightening it and you don't pay and then the inspector comes and he says, no, I paid already. You are lying. And then the plane, uh, the, the train, something happens and you die. Guess what? Because you lied, guess what? You are going to hell. Or you're a Christian, you've been, you've, you've been in church every time, dying everything, and one day you don't know. Some demon came on you, or not demon, you yourself became a demon, and you found yourself on the wrong bed doing something, and in the, in the course of doing it, you had a heart attack. <laughs> You were so charged that you had a heart attack and you die. Guess where you are going? Straight to hell. That was the, the, and so when people teach on, it infuriates some people. It really infuriates some people. What do you mean by grace, 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 grace? And so why did I bring this in? This is just digression, but I brought it in because of the scripture we just read in Titus chapter 2, verse 11, that the grace of God that brings salvation had appeared. So when the pastor said, nowadays everybody, they're teaching and grace, grace, and it doesn't matter what you do, grace. That's sarcasm. Being sarcastic, it doesn't matter what you do. Then I, I said, no. Actually, the grace that brings salvation, verse 12 of Titus chapter 2. It says, so, so Titus chapter 2, verse 11. Let's see what verse 11 says. Verse 11 says, for the grace that brings salvation has appeared to all, okay? Be, before then, remember Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 says that, For you are saved by grace and through faith, and not of your works. So grace means that my of works. So it that's why I keep saying, it doesn't matter what, some, what someone has done. Once we get to church, we are all on the same level. Before God, before grace. grace so because grace doesn't take recognition of works. Because that, verse 9, verse says that, look at verse 9. Verse 9 says that, not of works, lest anyone should boast. That's when you feel you are good because you've tried, you've fasted 89 days. And this one is be messing up, we come to church and TV. No, no, it, just, it says, it is not, have you, I don't know how many of you have been there before. And because when I got born again, I was surrounded with this very, very fiery, charged Christians, fasting 24 7. We were very fiery. And I discovered that some of the brothers were, um, you know, good. They were fiery. And then we are in a church. But the other people we know are not fiery. They don't even like praying like we pray. When it's prayer time, when like some of us do, when it's church time, when you know you will pray first, you will come. You wait. And you know, first two songs are not that hot. So you will wait. You come on, you will even sit in the car and wait. Or down there praying. 
You know that. So we don't like we don't like those believers. Those of us who are so fiery and we are always fasting. When the church is fasting, the te- when we are doing thirty days in church, some of us will do thirty-seven. And some people we know they will be eating throughout. We come to church and we are all the same. So we didn't quite of like them. But you know the irony: some of them you could see God blessing them. You could see God. Uh, some of uh, like 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 someone who has not never 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 fornicated. Kept you so clean. Kept you, and you can't find any woman to marry. Oh, you are not married. No man. And these people who have been messing up is me. No, no. They are wedding. And then they are wedding. And you are, see, if you don't take care, you will die in pain and bitterness because you think you deserve by virtue of your good works. No, I am not saying that what the good things we do in obedience to God are not important, but I'm saying that we can't bribe God into giving us grace. Grace is in spite of works. Do you understand that now? And so, so when he said that, I said, yes, the, the message that tells us that we are saved by grace, then Titus chapter 2, verse 11, he said, the grace of God that brings salvation. All right? So salvation is an act of grace. The grace that brings, I'll go back to faith in a minute, okay? The grace that brings salvation has appeared to all men. Look at verse 12. Teaching! Verse 12. No, no, no. Titus, ah, who is that? Titus chapter 2, verse 12. <laughs> teaching us. Did you see that? So what is teaching us? So that grace that saves you also teaches you. So you can't say I'm saved, but this one doesn't matter. Because that thing that saved you has been telling, showing what to do. So if you are genuinely saved, some things come naturally to you. That I can't do this. I can't go here. I can't say this. I can't behave like this. Because salvation comes as a package and some things are installed in your system which begins to teach you. So there is nothing like just grace and work, do anything. When you are saved and when you, you encounter grace, you can't just do anything. You can't do it. That's why Paul said, so should we continue on that grace we have? God forbid. Romans chapter 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 6, verse 1 and 2. Shall we continue that grace grace we abound? He said, God forbid, verse 2. Talks about God forbid. Certainly not. How shall we who have died to sin live there? So it's not compatible. Grace, pure grace, when you encounter grace, you can't continue living recklessly. Say amen. Amen. All right. So how do I make use of this grace? Since it's appeared to all men. We discovered in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, that for Ephesians 2, verse 8, for by grace, you see, by grace you have been saved. So grace saves us. But how do you get into that grace? Shout faith. Is anyone here saved? How did you get saved? That's it. You're going to the other side of the river, East London, and all the bridges are blocked. Apart from the two tunnels, you must have gone through the tunnel. So you can't get there without going through. The medium, the, the doorway, access to the place is faith. So it's in Romans, Romans chapter, chapter, chapter 4, verse 16. He said, for it is of faith that it might be according to grace. Therefore, it is of faith. See, faith is the only thing that makes grace effective. Hallelujah. 
Yeah, grace, 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 grace. Grace is available to all men. Now, the biggest thing that God can ever do for anybody is to help you and save you not to go to hell and to give you of himself. The best gift God gave to humanity. When Bible, Bible spoke about the love of God, do you know what Bible said about God's love? He said, for God so loved the world, that is Gave money? No. That he gave job? No. That he gave healing? No. That he gave uh, uh, wife? No. That he gave husband, babies? No. That he gave his only begotten son? Why did he do that? So that whosoever connects, believe in him, can, shall not perish. So, see, saving us from perishing is God's exclusive act of love. All right, so now what, listen to this. So, if that's why Paul made this argument in Romans chapter 8, verse 32 33, he says that if he who did not spare his only son, Romans chapter 8, verse 32 33, if God, he who, he who did not spare his only son, his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him say, with him, with him. shall with him? With him. So from the scripture, Bible says that God will give, if he has given Jesus, then he will give other, any other thing. Now, why am I saying this? I'm saying this to underscore the point that salvation is the biggest thing that we can ever have in life. What? And he says that we are saved by grace through faith. If the biggest, greatest thing in life, you got it through faith, then all these other sub-things. <laughs> right. Now, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 back there, he says that, for by grace are ye saved through faith. How? Through faith. So if anyone is saved, this text stands to imply, inherent in the text is the suggestion or is the proposition that anyone who is saved has faith. Because that's the only way you can be saved. That's the only way you can be saved. All those who have been to Afghanistan and, and back have helmets. Mm. <laughs> and I meet you, I come to you, so, oh yeah, 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 I've been there. So, okay, where's your helmet? I didn't have some, no. Then either the statement is not valid or you didn't go. Mm. So we have to choose one. Either we choose what you are saying that you went and the statement is not valid or the statement is, not, is valid and you didn't go. So the same way, he said, are you saved by grace through faith? And if you are telling me you are saved, but I don't have faith, then either you are not really saved or the Bible is not correct. Now, which one should I take? <laughs> Can you give me a reason why I should believe you instead of God? Right. So then, the point, oh, I've said all this to bring home the point that if you are saved, then you have faith. So it makes sense when Jesus said, where is your faith? Why are you dying? Pull it out. Where is your faith? That's right. Where is your faith? Oh, they've, they've, they've canceled my insurance. They've cut my electricity, my gas and everything. And I'm freezing to death and I can't drive because they've canceled my insurance. But you told me that you have a lot of money in your account, you don't know. So where is, I know, I saw it, I saw when they transferred. So where is the money? <coughs> so if you have this, 
You can't be having this and still be going through this. Believers are not supposed to suffer like everyone suffers. Now let's get this thing in balance. Sometimes you may go through a wilderness, but if it stays too long, it becomes questionable or there are some of the wilderness is, where are the Israelites? They went to Canaan land. They are there. They are there. So the wilderness is just to polish you for what is coming. That's why I am of a firm opinion that no believer can remain barren. Say amen. Particularly if you are busy in church. You can't be busy in church and remain barren. Isaac, they were going to look for a wife for Isaac. There was a grace that came upon Abraham's servant in Genesis. And when the servant got there, the right woman came. He didn't waste time. He said, ah, you are the one that thing within 24 hours, Isaac was married. So it is necessary to understand that everyone has got faith. Look at Romans chapter 12, verse 3. Verse 3. Romans 12, verse 3. Is anyone born again here? Yes. Anyone born again here? If you are born again, say, I've got faith. faith. Say it again, I've got faith. faith. Then isn't it ironic that we allow people who don't have faith to advise us based on issues of life, major issues on life, decisions based on... Now, now watch this. If if, if, if you've got some money in your account, about um, half a million, someone just willed it to you. You say amen. I think it's good, I mean, a financial advisor may not be born again, but when it comes to maybe where to invest, that's his job, okay? So then, or you, when you go to a lawyer, a doctor, he may not be born again, but those are the speciality. However, sometimes their speciality begins to go so far that defy your confidence of what you know God is telling you. So then you have to then put on your faith or you have to walk in faith and obey God's word at the you know, experience of any other thing. However, what I'm saying is that sometimes people can give you advice because that's the area of speciality. That's different. That's different from lifestyle advice. So someone is, not, is, is telling you, he doesn't even understand the language of faith and he's telling you, but why do you have to go to church? Why do you have to go to church too many times? And so you have to be careful who advises you on the major subjects of life and your matters of faith. Say amen. Amen. What does Romans chapter 12 verse 3? Did you see what's there? Romans chapter 12 says, For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly. Let's read that part together. Last one. As God has dealt with each one a measure of. As what? One more time. As God has dealt with each one a measure of. So everyone has a measure of faith. The each one there is not talking about all humanity. It's like, uh, let's say, uh, something like a helicopter. Faith, okay? So it's always moving. The, the, the grace of God that brings salvation appear to all men. So when you hear the word of God, okay, so let's say two people are hearing the word of God, and he believes, receive. As soon as he believes, that faith 
that faith is actually in itself is a gift of God. Right? Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. It says that, for by Ephesians 2, 8, by grace are you saved through faith and not of your death, for it's the gift of God. Okay? So that gift, as soon as you open your heart to accept the word, it lands on you to make so that you can make use of the grace for salvation. Mm. Now, when the word is preached, this one receives it, comes, this one is not receiving it, it's gone. So the one who received has get gift of faith. That Bible says God has given by Romans chapter chapter um, twelve verse three. God has Romans twelve three talks about how God has. It's God who deals with everyone and measure of faith. So two things I've said so far, a just shall live by faith. And then number two, every believer has faith. And number three, you have an option. Second Corinthians chapter five verse seven, he said, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Okay, second Corinthians chapter five verse seven, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Did you see that? Second Corinthians. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Let's all say that. Let's read it together. We walk by faith and not by sight. That means that there are two ways. You can either walk by faith or by sight. You can choose to walk by faith and walk by. But I said we. The we is talking about those who have got faith. Faith. Thank you, Jesus. Faith is given to us for us to walk by. Say the realm of faith. The realm. Say the force of faith. The force of faith. Right. So first, thing, uh, uh, the judge shall live by faith. Okay, we live by faith. Second, everyone has got a measure of faith. Third point is that um, you have an option. You can choose to walk by faith or by sight. But the Bible said the way we walk is by faith and not by sight. All right. So faith is a divine force. I want you, this is going to be interesting. Hebrews chapter eleven, verse one. One more time, please. Now faith is substance of things hoped the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped It's the evidence of things that have not yet showed up. So the evidence that those things exist is faith. So you haven't seen it, but you have the evidence. So believers walk by faith. They walk by evidence of things that normal human beings haven't noticed exists. People haven't seen that your marriage exists, is there. Yeah. They haven't seen your, your healing exists. That's why they're making the diagnosis and all that is telling you, because they haven't seen the healing. But it's there. They haven't seen your financial freedom and financial empowerment, but it's there. All right, so, so it says that faith is the evidence of things not seen. Then he went on to talk about how, by, for by faith, the elders obtained a good reports. But in verse 3, let's look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. If that Bible is yours, I want you to do some underlining. You know what I, I discovered? That this text actually says a lot. It speaks volumes, actually. Every text speaks volumes. But if you look at it just from a normal, with the normal eye, you may not notice something over there. For by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things are, this is what makes it nicer. So that things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. What's the point here? Do you know that you can put a dash after the faith and then put a dash 
after the that, the first that. You can put a bracket before the, the W okay, of the we, after the faith. The we understand that, you can put them in brackets. Now, if you put those ones in brackets, how does it read? Read, let's go. So that things that are seen. Mm. What are you trying to say, Pastor? We can put it this way. We understand that by faith. So the faith is not so much focusing on the understanding, but the, good, the strong point is here, here that. So God actually, how did He make the world? <laughs> That's where we. How did we understand that? We understand that by faith, the worlds were framed by the word of God. Okay. So, we, by faith, the wells were framed by the word of God. So that, that is why that accounts for the fact that things that are seen were not made of things that are visible. That's how, because faith operates, we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not necessarily by visible things. Okay, and he's saying that faith... God made these things by faith. Does that make sense when Jesus said that if you, if you believe, all things are possible to him who believes? But we only know that there's only one being who with him all things are possible. And who is that? God. In Matthew chapter 17, I think, uh, Mark chapter 18, verse 20, Luke particularly, Luke chapter 18, verse 28, uh, 19, verse 20, there it talks about how with God all things are possible. Then Jesus comes on the scene and tells his disciples in the book of Mark chapter 4, verse 23, that if you believe, all things are possible to him who believes, not God. Okay, Jesus, uh, 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 Mark chapter chapter 9, I'm sorry, chapter 9, verse 23. Mark chapter 9, verse 23. So Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to who? Did you realize that him is not God? The ordinary man who believes, right? The ordinary, ordinary man who believes. He says that all things are possible for you who believes. Ah, so as soon as you believe, you are operating in a realm which God operates. You're not getting it. You're not getting it. Because God operates in the realm of faith. That's why I said they're just. People who work with God can only do it by faith. Because God operates in the realm of faith. So faith is not just some ideology. Faith is a force. It's, it's a realm. You stay there. So you don't... This thing shocked me when I discovered about Abraham. That Abraham, when God spoke to him, he's going to have a child, which I mentioned last, last phase seminar. He didn't believe... Like Bible says that. He, he didn't believe... Or he didn't have the child because he was younger or older. His faith in God would have remained the same whether it was 20 years, whether it was 30 years, whether it was 50 years, whether it was 70 years, 80 years, or 100 years. The years was irrelevant. It's the faith. So faith is not based on circumstance. Faith is purely based on God's word. And so the point here is that you don't wait till you are in trouble before you try to work by faith. Right. Okay. 
wait for trouble. Those who wait for trouble to try and pull out faith like a sword. Most of the time they say the thing is not working. The thing is not working. The thing is not working. If you wait for trouble before you say, okay, now I'm going to live by faith, that means you're actually using God. You're not working with God. But when you have faith, and whether things are good or things are bad, see, faith is not only for good times. So, neither is it just for bad times. So, so, so. Are so bad. There are some people. When things are done, I don't want to go to church. I just want to be by myself this time. <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> I don't want anybody. <laughs> I don't want to sing any song again. I'm tired. This first day, I won't do it again. And when trouble came, now all your faith has jumped out of the window. And I begin to say, I'm even tired. I'm even tired. You need, God needs to send a man to come and teach you about wilderness before you can say, oh God. <laughs> I'm even tired. Why is it I've waited? No, I'm not having a child. Everybody. And some people, three months of marriage, they're already worried. <laughs> what if I can't have children? How can you be thinking like that? How, how can you think you can't have children? You, that's wrong. How can you think you can't have children? It's like saying, oh, if I drink water, maybe it will go into my stomach. It will come out of my ears. Oh, how can you be thinking like that? <laughs> it is not, that is not your readiness for some, all right. Not having children is not your, not getting married unless you don't want to. But it's not for you, it's not your portion. You say amen. Amen. Oh, maybe I will never get married. What's the maybe coming from? The devil is likely speaking to you. God. Adam, where are you? We are naked. We are afraid. God said, who told you? Where, where, where are you getting this foreign information from? Did you find this in my word? Did you find it in my word? Maybe I won't get married. Find it in my word? Maybe I won't have a child. Find it in my word? Maybe I will never be healed. Find it in my word? Maybe I'll die early. That's, that's the life of the devil. No one is permitted to die young here. Amen. Bible says that God saved Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego because they trusted in him. Not because they are very good. No normal human being can quench fire. You can't quench violence or fire without any apparatus. Hey, Bible said they quench, they stop the violence of fire. And in, in Daniel, Bible says that because they had trusted in their God. I think Daniel 228 or 328. They trusted in their God. When you trust in God, things just can't happen to you. Hallelujah. Amen. Is someone getting something? Yeah. Pull your faith. Walk by faith. Tomorrow, if I finish, I'm going to have to go on, on releasing your faith. Wow. Get into a city. This is, they were, they were, they were in, the, in the storm. In Mark chapter 8. And they, they thought they were going to die. They came walking and walked Jesus up. Jesus, Jesus, we perish. Jesus. Like some of us do. Any little news we hear. Oh, I'm dead, I'm dead. Oh. <laughs> What's your problem? You heard that they changed some laws. Who told you it's got to do with you? You heard that now they said they changed laws. You can't, you can't keep your house for this long, or you can't. You are about to sign a contract by They say change the law. Some people are sitting somewhere. They change the law. What has that got to do? With? Pastor, you don't know what you're talking about. What's it? No, it's not. Bible in 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 Matthew chapter nine verse twenty nine. It says that it shall be unto you according to your faith. According to the law, according to according to your faith, what's your problem? According to stay in the realm of faith. 
sometimes the devil suddenly brings some smoke, fearful, fiery. And when you are beginning to begin to enjoy your life, your marriage, then all of a sudden you feel some pain, and then you go to the hospital, they say it looks like you are getting to cancer. Don't run away. It's one of those things. It's one of those things. Now, people who have even cancer to one month to live, God said this is nonsense. You have to go to America and study. So he rewrites the whole thing. Haven't you been where you've sent in some documents and they, they possibly they didn't write it well or they gave you a lesser one or they didn't approve of it and then the boss himself takes it and says, don't worry, I cancel the science and give a better one. He gives it to you. This is what God's doing. So don't be worried. Fear not. Only. Believe. Fear not only. Believe. Fear not only. Believe. All those things are mirage. To scare you, the devil is a liar. We walk by faith and not by sight. Where is your faith? In the time of storm. Stay in faith. May I submit to you, brothers and sisters, that every walk of faith, every claim of faith will be tested. You got faith? All right. All right. It will be tested. It will be, t- not God, God coming to test your faith, but situations will come up. That's why Jesus said, where's your faith? And when I was studying the text, one of the things that stood very clear, strong in my mind was, ah, okay, where the faith, is it the faith they have in things working, that things will not overshadow them, or faith in Jesus? Because Jesus said, where's your faith? When they woke him up. Pastor, we are going to Paris. We are going to Paris. Jesus said, where's your faith? Is he talking about your faith in me or your faith that life cannot just... And when you read the other translation, no other translation, other, um, other accounts in um, Mark, and uh, particularly Matthew, Jesus said, why are you so fearful? They were afraid of the storms. All right. So the storms, what they know about storms is that storms can drown you. And the Bible says categorically in Luke chapter, chapter, chapter 8, verse 23 downwards, the Bible talk says categorically that the water began to fill their boats. Now, water filling boats, naturally, you know that boat is sinking. Because there's nothing wrong with boats being on water. But there's a problem when water is in boats. <laughs> some of us have got some problems, isn't it? Water is in your boat and you are screaming. <laughs> At least, thank God we tried it and it works. Evidence here. Sometimes people tell me things and naturally speaking, it sounds scary. When you think about water in the boat, you know that this is not, doesn't look good at all. <laughs> it doesn't look good. But that's not the end of the story. Tell someone that's not the end of the story. That's not the end of the story. So, so Jesus said, where is, your, where is your faith? When things happen like that, where is your faith? Now, I, I have submitted to you that by faith, God framed the wells by his word. That is why things that appear are not made by things that are visible. So even God operates by faith. He said faith is believing in God. So God believes in himself or some other God. See, so faith, that's why I want you to understand in my conclusion that faith is not just a mental projection. 
It's not. And most of us, the problem is we have feeling generated or feeling based faith. So when we feel good, we feel, oh, today, some, someone can just get up and say, the way the weather is so sunny, I feel that it's going to be good for me. Oh, <laughs> Leave this for normal unbelievers. I mean, it's not wrong. If you want to live in that realm, leave it for more than that. I woke up and it's still dark. It's 12 midday and the whole weather is so dark. You still know that the day is good. Yeah. I woke up. And it's, the sun is so hot, bright day. It doesn't matter. You still know that day is good. Because the scripture said, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Not that the sun is shining. It's, it's once you have entered the day, it's, it's yours. You didn't hear what I said? Once you have entered the day, it's yours. It's yours for rejoicing. It's yours for rejoicing. And so don't wait. So faith is not a feeling. Sometimes you may feel afraid in your mind, but the word of God in your heart makes you know. One of the very wild news I had, it wasn't nice. I knew this, it's not a problem. And I started rejoicing, whoa, faith challenge has come. Whoa, let's see what God does good. Then I said, if it is God, who is behind this assignment? Then let's see. Kanama is sokaya. Ibataya is sakaya. Mitoikara skinny. God is with you. So don't wait till you feel good before you know it's going to be good. Just feel faith. Walk by faith. Faith is not a feeling. Faith is a realm. Faith is a force. And you're pricked by that force and everything begins to line up. Faith is a force. It's a divine force by which things were created. And God said, now that's how you got to walk. Got to walk. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also subscribe to Karis Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you are always up to date. Be blessed.